Section 9 of The Natural History of Chocolate. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Thomas Bosk. The Natural History of Chocolate by D. de Quilus. The Third Part, Chapter 3 of The Oil or Butter of Chocolate. Chocolate kernels are a fruit very oleaginous, but the oil is very closely united with the other principles, that it requires a great deal of labor to separate it, and to make it pure. The three common ways to extract oils are by distillation, expression, and decoction. We reject the first as being very imperfect, because the violence of the fire alters the nature of all oils that are extracted that way. The success will answer no better by expression, because that which is got will be very impure and in very small quantity. Then there remains no way but by decoction to draw out this essential oil that we are in quest of, which is the true and the only way, for it gives it in its utmost purity without any alteration. They take chocolate that is roasted, cleaned, and ground upon the stone. They throw the paste into a pan of boiling water over a clear fire. They let it boil till almost all the water is consumed. Then they pour more water upon it till the pan is full. The oil ascends to the top in proportion as the water cools, and grows to the consistence of butter. If this oil is not very white, it needs only be melted in a pan full of hot water where it will be disengaged and purified from the red and terrestrial particles that remain. At Martinico, this oil is of the consistence of butter, but brought into France, it becomes almost as hard as fromage or French cheese, which melts nevertheless, and becomes liquid with a moderate heat. It has no very sensible smell, and has the good fortune never to grow rank. I have some of it now by me, that has been made this fifteen years. One year, when oil of olives failed us, we used that of chocolate during the time of Lent. It is very well tasted, and very far from being hurtful. It contains the most essential and most healthful parts of the chocolate. I had the curiosity to examine it by a chemical analysis. I put three ounces into a little glass cucurbit placed in the heat of ashes. There dropped from it an oily liquor, which congealed as it fell down, and which did not differ from the butter that I have described, but by a light impression made upon it by the fire. I only observed that there was at the bottom of the receiver two or three drops of a clear liquor, which tasted a little acid, but very agreeable. As this oil is very anodyne, or an eraser of pain, it is excellent, taken inwardly, to cure hoarseness and to blunt the sharpness of the salts that irritate the lungs. In using, it must be melted and mixed with a sufficient quantity of sugar candy, and made into lozenges, which must be held in the mouth as long as may be, before they melt quite away, swallowing it down gently. Oil of chocolate, also taken seasonably, may be a wonderful antidote against corrosive poisons. Its virtues are no ways inferior, if used outwardly, 1. It is the best and most natural pomatum for ladies to clear and plump the skin when it is dry, rough, or shriveled, without making it appear either fat or shining. 
the spanish women at mexico use it very much and it is highly esteemed by them if it is thought too hard it may be softened with oil of ben or oil of sweet almonds cold drawn two i am persuaded if the ancient custom of the greeks and romans of anointing their bodies with oil was revived there is nothing would answer their expectations better in augmenting the strength and suppleness of their muscles and preserving them from rheumatisms and other torturing pains the leaving of this practice can be attributed to nothing else but to the ill smell and other properties that attended it but if oil of chocolate was used instead of oil of olives those inconveniences would be avoided because it has no smell and dries entirely into the skin nothing certainly would be more advantageous especially for aged persons than to renew this custom which has been authorized by the experience of antiquity three apothecaries ought to make use of this preferably to all others as the basis of their apoplectic balsams because all other oils grow rancid and the oil of nutmegs though whitened with spirit of wine always retains somewhat of its natural smell whereas oil of chocolate is not subject to any of these accidents four there is nothing so proper as this to keep arms from rusting because it contains less water than any other oil made use of for that purpose five in the american islands they make use of this oil to cure the piles some use it without mixture others melt two or three pounds of lead and gathering the dross reduce it into fine powder and after it is finely searced incorporate it with this oil and make a liniment of it very efficacious for this disease others for the same intention mix with this oil the powder of millipedes sugar of lead pomphylix and a little laudanum others use this oil to ease gout pains applying it hot to the part with a compress dipped in it which they cover with a hot napkin it may be used after the same manner for the rheumatism six lastly this oil enters the composition of the wonderful plaster and the pomatum against tetters you will find their description and properties among the remarks at the end of this treatise end of section nine